0: Effective Living with Reverend Harry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. I want to talk briefly on what I titled, Nothing is Lost, Nothing is Wasted. Somebody say, Nothing is Lost, Nothing is Wasted in my life, in the name of Jesus. Now, when we say a loss, A loss simply means failing to keep or to retain what you have. Sometimes you can get a lot of things, but if you are unable to keep it, then you cannot end up gathering as much as you should gather. So your ability to gather depends first on how well you are able to keep or retain what you get. So it's not enough to just be fighting hard to get things. Sometimes you meet people who receive so much and yet have little. Why? Because they receive it and they lose it. But I pray that God will enable you to keep everything that he has done in your life this year. Yeah, so much has happened in our lives. So much has been given to us. So much has come to us in different ways. Um, The problem with Christianity today is that the only thing we value is money. Majority of people determine value by money. People get up and have no money in their pockets and then suddenly life is not good. Why? They don't have money in their pockets. You can meet people and do some very great things for them and yet... They don't value it because you did not give them money. One of the th- mistakes we can make in life is to only love people who give us money, We respect people who give us money. But sometimes you can meet people who don't give you any money, but they are very valuable to your life. Maybe you were going somewhere and you would have died, and that person said something, cautioned you, and that's why you are still alive now. And life is more precious than money. But sometimes somebody who saved you may not be as important to you as somebody who gave you money yesterday. Maybe somebody took his phone, made a call, and you got a job. And for the rest of your life, that job you got gives you salary every month. That's how you take care of yourself and your family, everything. But tell you what, you don't really take what the person did as so important. Because he did not put his hand into his pocket and gave you money maybe somebody paid your fees your entire life in the in, in school whether university or whatever and you are completed and now you are working so what is value value is not only money even when we come to church sometimes we are praying for money money to pay our rent money to do what buy a new car money to build a house the only time we say god is good is when we get money does that sound like you I've heard many people say, you know, all this Christianity thing, I'm serving God and serving God and serving God. Look at my life. I'm poor. I don't have money. Because the only thing we value is money. That is why some, some of us, how to even appreciate the goodness of God is difficult for us. You know, but what is value? Value is not only money. There are certain things that are more value than money. For instance, life. If you are alive, it's a miracle. There are people who pay a million just to live for another day. And spend time with their children and their loved ones. And they 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 can't. But you are alive. Health. You have you are so healthy, you are not sick. You know, sometimes you never see how valuable health is until you visit somebody at a hospital who is sick, and then you see sick people, and you realize that health is so precious. So every year God is doing a lot in our life day by day, keeps you alive. He grants you good health. He opens doors for you. He gives you opportunities. He brings fantastic relationships into your life. There are people coming to your life and even our children. God has blessed you with a child. God sees the future of that child. That child is going to be a multimillionaire. But today you are poor. You have no money. You can't, you can't be angry with God because you have no money in your pocket When he's blessed you with children that people are paying money for. You know, the cost of one IVF I hear is twenty thousand dollars. Maybe now it has even gone up. People are doing that to just be pregnant. And the fact that you pay that money doesn't mean you you it will go sometimes it fails. Sometimes people do it. I have a, a friend who has done IVF for like almost 10 times. She still doesn't have any child. So having children around you that you can wake up and and spend your time with, share your joy and your fears with, is something you should not joke with. Yes. Sometimes our spouses, they trouble us. But what, what, what about if they die? Because some people die without you announcing it. And the guilt of losing your spouse when you and her were not talking will make you realize that a troublesome spouse is still better than being single. Or being a widow? Have you ever thought of that? You know, because some of you take life so much for granted. You think the reason why your spouse is still alive is because you are strong and you are prayerful. People pray more prayerful than you have lost their spouses. Will you prefer to be a widow or to have a spouse who is troubling you? So is God being good to us? Yes. Is God doing a lot in our lives? Am I not hearing anybody saying yes? Yes. yes. You know why it's difficult for us to say yes? Because we determine value only by money. So at the end of this year, some of you are going to take a pen and paper and say, okay, how much money did I make this year? And if it wasn't good, you say, oh, this year wasn't good at all. 2023 it wasn't good at all. No money, no money, no money. But God brought some wonderful people into your life this year. People that money can buy. God brought some great, great experience into your life. You had matured. You have become smarter and wiser. God has opened some doors for you this year. Some of you, God has kept you alive this year. are many things that happened to people and they should have died. It happened to you, you are still alive. Why am I saying all this? Because the number one cause of losses is lack of value. If Satan can help you to not value what you have, you will what? Lose it. And sometimes people don't even care the things they lost as far as it's not money. value. Helps you to retain and to keep what God has given you. We'll look at that in Luke chapter 15 from verse 8. Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Verse 8. He said, a woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one. She won't say, oh, thank God I still have nine. How many of you know nine is bigger than one? But how many of you know that ten minus one is not equal to ten? So a smart woman should be able to know I need to find that one coin. So Jesus was given a parable. It's an important lesson. There are certain things you must not let go. Jesus made this important um, statement in John 6 verse 12. He says, so when they were filled, they were what? Filled satisfied. When they were satisfied. You know the best time to waste food is when you are satisfied. When you have enough, you waste the rest. Why? Because satisfaction prevents you from thinking of tomorrow. You know when you eat and eat and eat, especially your best food, sometimes you think like you will never be hungry again. You will never want that food again. Does it happen to you? They were filled. And Jesus said to his disciples, gather up the fragments that Remains so that nothing is what? Lost. Gather up what? Fragments. You know fragments? Pieces. It looks, what? Useless. Leftover food. What do most of you do with leftover food? You throw it away, isn't it? Because the real food is always better than the leftover. Most of you here, you won't eat somebody's leftover food. You are too big for that. But give that to a poor person. You say, hallelujah. God has visited me. So, what you throw away is a miracle for somebody. That's the meaning of this scripture. Your husband you are complaining about is somebody's prayer topic to God. I don't care how troublesome he is. I don't care how he's. Just give me any man, any man. Once he's, it is a man. <laughs> oh, don't laugh. That's somebody's prayer. That a man would take me to the altar. Oh, God. Somebody else has a man in our home. You know what she's doing to the man or the woman, for that matter. Gather up the fragments, not the full bread. There was no bread. By the time people are filled, all the bread is finished, but there are fragments. And sometimes the most valuable things in our lives, they look insignificant. Just like I said, life. We take life for granted. Sometimes we wake up and think it's our right to be alive. But certain things that happen in our life is not our right. Yesterday, I was talking with my daughter. My daughter, you know, my daughter calls every they, they are allowed to make calls every weekend with a school phone call. We spoke. And after we finished speaking, it just dawned on me that this one, too, is not a right. Can I tell you why? Because I just realized that. But somebody can never have that privilege again. So the fact that your children can even call you from school is not a right. Gather up the fragments. The little, little, little things God has done. It is when you put it together that life becomes fantastic for you. The reason why your life is not amounting to much is because there are many valuable things God is doing in your life. You just throw them away and throw them away. You you don't value it. You don't value your spouse. You don't value your children. You don't value your health. You don't value even your job. Every day you are criticizing your boss. Somebody's jobless at home, not working at all. You don't value the house you live in because your landlord is troublesome. Somebody's squatting in a kiosk or even perching in somebody's veranda now. So it's not only money. Turn to your and tell him it's not only money. And do you know why these things happen to us? Because the devil is very smart. The devil says, if I can't stop you from getting what God wants to give you, I will wait for you to get it, and I will manipulate you to lose it. John chapter 10 verse 10, he said that thief does not come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. John 10 verse 10. Jesus talks about somebody in our lives, the person is a thief. Everything you get, especially the good ones, he want to take it from you. Good relationships, he'll take it from you. Your reputation, he'll take it from you. Satan will have his way, he'll take your job from you. The job that every Monday you are complaining. Because of your boss, things are difficult, they're not paying as well, this and that. If Satan will have his way, he will take that job from you quickly. If Satan will have his way, he will take your spouse. If you have his way, he will take your children. If you wake up every day, you see your children alive, it's not because you are strong and prayerful. I was holding my child in my hands when he died. Baby boy. I've had a baby boy before. He died in my hands. With all my prayers. If you wake up every day your children are alive, don't be deceived to think it's your right. It's a privilege. He comes to steal. I pray in the name of Jesus that every good thing God has given you, the devil will not steal it. I pray that God will give you wisdom to value each good thing God is doing in your life in the name of Jesus. The book of Numbers 31 verse 49. And they said to Moses, your servants have taken account of the men of war who are under our command, and not a man of us is missing. Not one man. I mean, they went to war and they fought. And When they returned, normally what they do is to count their losses. Because sometimes the fact that you won the war does not mean nobody will die. But this particular battle, they went to war. And when they came back, they did a head count. And they said, not one of their soldiers was lost and may that be your story in the name of jesus three reasons why we lose the things we lose number one is i've mentioned is lack of value when you don't value the thing you will lose it number two reason why we lose a lot of things is wrong decisions wrong decisions that are rooted in ignorance sometimes you make mistakes and you lose something Every one of us here, there are decisions you made five years ago that you wish you had not made. The things you know now, if you knew it five years ago, there are certain decisions you wouldn't have made. And some of those decisions cost you. But one thing I am grateful to God for is that sometimes the things we lose out of our mistakes, God is able to restore. God is able to what? Restore. And today I pray that God will restore to you everything you have lost. In the name of Jesus. The third cause of losses is demonic attacks. Satan himself is on assignment and agenda against your life 24-7. To take any good thing that comes into your life. Especially the ones that you can't even value. Satan is excited if you can't value certain things. He takes it from you. In the book of Job chapter 1, we will see an interesting story. Job 1.13 There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them, when the Sabians raided them and took them away. Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only have escaped to tell you. In one day, verse 16, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I alone have escaped to tell you. How I many of you know if you, read the Bible, if you read the story from verse 1, you know it wasn't God who sent that fire. It was the devil. Verse 17. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans from three bands raided the camels and took them away. Yes. And killed the servant with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. So, you know, Satan was just leaving one person at each of the vantage place to go and report the bad news. Killed everybody else. Destroyed everything else. In one day, Job lost everything. While he was still speaking. Another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house And it fell on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Now, look at the systematic uh, damage that was taking place. And how Satan made sure there was always one person who escaped death to go and report the bad news. Verse 20. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. Now, that was the day it dawned on Job. That After all, all those things was a privilege. It was not my right. <laughs> that was the day Job rolled. He, told his, he said, oh, he lost all his children in one day. All. All his assets. His wealth. He lost everything in a day. That was the day it dawned on Job. It wasn't a right after all. It's a privilege. So Satan can come against you. Now, I want to show you Something in Job chapter 1 for a few minutes. Job chapter 1, verse 9. So Satan answered, look at this. The Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. The devil is telling God, the reason why Job loves you is because you made a hedge. The word hedge means a covering, a protection, a fence, a shield. You have made a hedge around him, not only around him, around his household, not around his household, and around all that he has. Lift your right hand and say, My Father, I pray for your covering and your protection over my life. Over my household. And over everything that belongs to me. The tangible and the intangible. In the name of Jesus. Protect everything that you have given me. In the name of Jesus. Now, for some of you, your loophole is sickness. Anytime you get money, you fall sick. If you don't fall sick, your child will be sick. If your child is not sick, your spouse will be sick. So, you see, that sickness has become... A loophole. You know, when you don't have money, you are healthy and strong. Your children are healthy. Your spouse is healthy. Your, everybody around you is healthy. As soon as you get money, certain things happen. Demonic activity takes place to just take the money away. So it's spiritual. For some of you, it's not spiritual. It's physical. Your own behavior. You are very decent in your thinking when you don't have money. Very smart. As soon as you get money, all your brains go on rampage. You start thinking weird and wild until you lose everything. Some of you, your loophole is a person working in your business who is stealing money like crazy. There are people who come to your workplace, they will sack all your customers. That's a loophole. That's a loophole. I pray for a, a lady who, are, who, who, who owns a school, one of the teachers. Very bad, very demonic. I prayed. I said, God will expose one of your teachers because that teacher, he goes to parents at home, say all lies. You know, sometimes I get get amazed at how people can fabricate lies. Not if the thing is true you are talking about it, fine. Fabricate lies just to make the parents to take the children away from the school. You know, there are people who just hate to see you prosper. May God expose them to you. Every crook in your life, may God expose them. Amen. Everything in your life that is a loophole is making you lose money, it's making you lose blessings. It's making you lose some of you, there is only one person in your life. Every good person who comes into your life, that he will sack them. He will sack them away. By saying bad things about you, he will sack them. First Samuel 30, verse 8. I want you to pray that whatever you lost through a demonic strategic loopholes or through your own lack of value, or through any mistakes you have made, that God will restore it to you. Amen. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him and said what? Pursue, you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. I pray that this year you will end the year with 100% recovery. Amen. Anything you have lost, God is able to restore. God is a restorer. God is a restorer. I pray over your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. As the last month of this year, I declare that you will recover everything. 100% recovery. Anything you have lost, God will restore to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray over your life and I declare that you will not lose anything that God has given you. You will have power to keep it. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. that there shall be no losses in your life. Amen. No losses. Amen. No losses. Amen. No losses. Amen. Shout and say, "No losses. No ah. losses." In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Nothing will be lost. Nothing will be lost. Somebody say, "Nothing is lost." Nothing is lost. Nothing will be lost. Nothing will be lost. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 24 Remain blessed.